0: There is no better time than now to say this anxiety has been knocking at my door for a long time. I need to listen. I need to understand what's underneath. I need to heal that wound that holds me back. I need to get to the bottom of the beliefs that I somehow am imprisoned by or stuck in. And I need to discover who I really am underneath that crust of that old anxiety and lack of self-worth. Welcome to Get Real with me, Dr. Friedman. If you want to live with greater purpose, authenticity and empowerment, this is your time to upgrade your belief systems, unlock your true potential and discover the endless possibilities of you becoming the creator of your life. Well, James, so nice to have you on the podcast. Thank you for joining me.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm very, very happy to be
0: here. Well, you are someone who I think on paper, you would say is incredibly brave because you have done so many things in your life that really are outstanding. You know, Just the different careers you had, the marathons that you ran through the desert for several days in a row. And so there are a lot of things that just say, wow, this guy is a rock, but you also have feelings. And at some point you felt your own feelings stronger so that you really felt like, okay, I need to address them. So what did this anxiety feel to you? How did you notice it?
1: Um, I think I, I, I think I probably noticed it in, um, you know, just, a, a, an awful lot of overthinking. Um, you know, it, it, it honestly felt like a, um, a cloud that was constantly over me. You know, I uh, felt like a complete failure. Um, I felt like I was wasting my life. I honestly felt like I was dying. Um, You know, and it seems like an exaggeration, but, you know, I didn't see, at some points I didn't see the point of me being here, Um, you know, which now feels like such a long way away compared to where I am today. but it was an all-consuming darkness that I just didn't feel like could get out of, and and couldn't even see a, a way out of it. Um,
0: and was it the first time you felt it, or was it something that you had felt before but you kind of managed or pushed aside?
1: You know, I, I've um, I feel like I'm a pretty happy guy. I've always felt you know pretty um, self-aware of myself, but there there have been I think moments throughout my life where I've, I've felt some depression or I felt some sadness or maybe my past has maybe been a little bit too present. Um, and I kind of just try to muscle through it um, and almost suck it up and um, ignore it. Or, or like my, my friend said, like, you know, just push it down and you know, put it in a box and forget about it. And clearly that didn't work. Um, you know, just the problem just stayed there, and it just kept rearing his head up. Um, yeah.
0: And how much do you attribute this anxiety to your past, especially your early times, where maybe you didn't talk about feelings or anxiety with, you know, your your family? What what was that relationship to your emotions and your upbringing?
1: I mean, I, I would honestly say that it's almost all completely from that. Um, you know, I think there's things that happen in your later life, but I I think that the, the foundations of the man I've become have been built or that the, the walls of the man I've become have been built on the foundations of who I was as a kid and, you know, things happen in everybody's life. And I just, I don't think I really, I talked about some things, you know, to a few people here and there, but I think as a guy. I think we do tend to feel like, or I tend to feel like I couldn't really express how I felt too much. I felt ashamed. Um, to, I definitely felt ashamed to feel depressed. I felt ashamed that, you know, as, a, as a, a white guy in the first world, that my problems, you know, why, why what problems do I have when there's lots of people in the third world that have you know, real problems? But, but also, yeah, I think that's, um, I think that a lot of the feelings and emotions I had were, you know, came from, you know, unresolved traumas, I guess.
0: And do you feel like that's common when you look around that men have unresolved traumas and they just don't really want to talk about it or show it to anyone? It's,
1: it's, uh, oh my God, it's, um, (laughs) I'm laughing because it's, I think it's like the biggest um, non-secret amongst men. I think that, um, you know, if I spend a few minutes with a, a guy, a friend of mine, and we're having a beer and, you know, we sit down and I just say to like, how are you doing? You know, there's always like, there's like, often like a little moment where the guy's kind of thinking about how he's really doing and then the bullshit comes up, you know, the, the, the facade. Um, I think a vast majority of men don't talk about how they feel. Um, to their loved ones, to their family, to their friends. I don't think they talk, I don't think they admit admit to themselves how they really feel. Um, I think it's a, I think it's a um, epidemic problem. A hundred percent, for sure.
0: And what do you think will happen if this continues like that?
1: I mean, I think we're already seeing um, the results of what what happens. I think, you know, the fact that in, um, you know, men basically have, two or three emotions, it's either we're stoic and we have to be stiff upper lip and everything's okay, or we have anger or we have stress. And I think it's, you know, we see, I think that's part of the reason why guys die five years. Uh, we live five years less than women because of this, you know, this uh, um, lack of ability to actually talk about how we feel. Um, I think that's part of the reason why there are wars in the world, you know, there's, you know, you get these guys in, you know, in these different countries that start these conflicts for what reason? You know, it's, you know, you've got people that have caused genocides because they maybe didn't express how they felt or no one showed them some love or they couldn't cry. You know, it's like, it's crying is, is, is something that women do. It's preposterous. So I think that. I, I, you know, I would, you know, beg any guy that, that um, feels, that if that resonates to anybody, that anxiety, that stress, that pressure, to speak to somebody. Uh, I mean, I've actually had a friend of mine yesterday that I saw on his social media that he, he posted a picture and said, I don't want to live anymore. This is a guy that I know that's been this happy-go-lucky guy that just can't express how he feels. And I think that, you know, there's, I read a statistic that said that um, men uh, commit suicide uh, twice or three or four times. Four as much, times. Four, so men commit suicide four times more than women.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's shocking. It's absolutely shocking.
1: It's so sad. It's so unnecessary. It's so unnecessary.
0: Now, part of the issue is that anxiety is seen as a weakness. It's seen as a flaw. It's seen as you know some disorder that makes you automatically not as strong, not as competitive, not as capable. Right. Now you are on the other side. It's not doesn't mean that you're never going to feel anxiety, or you certainly have still. You know certain moments when you do feel it, and we're going to talk more about this. But how would you define anxiety now differently? Just for for men to really see that anxiety is nothing to be afraid of, nothing to be ashamed of?
1: Well, I mean, there's there's a couple of ways to answer that. I think that the the first way I would think about it is, I feel more like a complete man, um, that I can actually express how I feel and not worry about what people think. Because when I say that, you know, I'm feeling a bit depressed today, or I'm feeling a bit low, I'm feeling a bit blue, expressing that, when I express that to other people, it gives them license to express that themselves and actually gives me the opportunity to build a much more intimate connection with somebody because we're sharing something that's on a much more, much deeper level. Um, But now I feel like I've got tools. I mean, I still have moments of anxiety. I think everyone does. Um, But I now feel like I've got the tools to, to manage it. And it's almost, it's almost funny now because I had a meeting the other day where, you know, I had some news that I thought I'd achieved this, the end result. I've done months and months of work and, and I was like, God, I've finally done it. So I've, I've reached the end goal. And then the person I was kind of talking to said, OK, so we now need you to do all of this other work. So I felt like I hit the mountain, the summit of the mountain, but it was a full summit and there was all this other work to do. And the old me would have been overwhelmed. Um, would have probably just given up and be like, you know, like, oh, my God, you know, and frustrated and upset and angry and and wallowed in it a little for days, probably. Um, but now I kind of I felt this kind of tw- twinge of anxiety in my stomach. Um, but now I've got the tools to to kind of feel that, that recognize it, actually kind of smile at it now because I know what it is and then just like carry on. Um, so it feels the anxiety and depression doesn't feel at all. You know, if it was 100% before now, it's like three or 4%. Wow. Yeah.
0: Now, one of the tools that you certainly have is how you talk to yourself, which yeah. is, you know, compared to how you used to talk to yourself and how you talk to yourself now, what, what's the biggest difference?
1: Oh, my goodness. Well, uh, I mean, before it was like having a person sitting in that chair right there Uh, in my head that was basically saying like you look fat or you're useless or you've wasted your time it's just constant negativity this constant beating myself up I'm not good enough or I'm not attractive enough I don't have enough money or no one's going to want me because of this or it was it was this very um you know I'd beat myself up a lot you know and now um you know I there's a tool that you you taught me uh, um where if I'm feeling sad, for example, I'll actually sit down with myself. And I, if I'm, you can even do this on a bus or a train, but I kind of do it in my head. But I kind of say to myself, like I'd imagine myself as a kid. And I say to myself as an, as the adult, I say to myself, okay, all right, little James. Um, I can feel that you're feeling a bit sad today. What's going on? Like what is it? So I parent I used to I parent myself. What's going on? What are you feeling? And I talk to myself, I'm kind of feeling a bit sad today. Okay, well, why are you feeling sad? Well, you know, I really like that girl or I really wanted that to happen and kind of felt a bit rejected. It's like, okay, well, you know what? It's okay to feel a bit sad. It's okay to feel a bit of rejection, but maybe, you know, and then I talk myself through it and it's and then I say to myself at the end of it, you know what, you know, well done for seeing it through and expressing how you feel. And you know what? I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you for um, for admitting how you feel and working your way through it. I'm a good man. And I, when I talk to myself like that, I actually feel really good. I feel really good. I
0: well, yeah, because you are no longer this negative voice. You're the voice of compassion and kindness and... Uh, yeah. But you had to develop it right it didn't come overnight it, it, it was no, no, something
1: it, it definitely took time you know at first to be honest i thought you know um don't take it the wrong way but i thought what's this going on about you know I, I thought it was a stupid thing to do i felt a bit stupid doing it and then i was uh on my own one day i, was like, I might as well give it a go like, and i would have got to lose and i kind of felt better and then i think it's and then i would forget about doing it for a while and I was like, I'd start doing it and then I'd forget my, my discipline was pretty bad. And now I've got to the point where I, I practice it enough where um, whenever I feel something negative, I just, I, I now go to it and it's much more, it's much more easily available to me, but it did take a little bit of, a little bit of practice.
0: Would you say that this is kind of meeting your anxiety or depression with kindness versus being angry at it or running away from it?
1: Um I don't think I was angry at it. I think I was overwhelmed by it um, and frustrated by it. Um, so I think now it's it's almost like there's it's it's, it's almost like it's a whole different uh, argument now. Because before there was like someone sitting on the chair having a go at me, making me feel bad. But now that person's not there,
0: hmm.
1: um, and it's like a, almost because I've been practicing so much, it's almost like an automatic reaction to it so now when I feel a little bit of anxiety I smile at it so maybe yeah maybe it's compassion but I smile at it thinking I know what you're trying to do I know you're trying to you know um, you're trying to make me feel bad but you know we're a team in here now like we're there's a we're kind of much more together
0: and you know that the feeling bad is not the torture it's basically a protection it's trying to prevent you from making a mistake or getting your hopes up or anything like that.
1: I mean, now, exactly. So now it's like the, I think you taught me this is it's, uh, you know, it feels now like my inner, like GPS system. It's like my inner, my inner voice. It's, it's not a, it's not a, something I hear in my head. Well, I'm not mad, um, but it's a feeling I have. It's a little bit like, you know, when you see someone drops a wallet on the floor and you think, should I keep the wallet or should I give it to the person? And you know in, in intuitively what the right thing to do is and you feel it. So now whenever I feel like off-center, I listen to that feeling, think, well, I'm off-center. Like what's going on? Like why am I off-center? And then I kind of analyze it a little bit more. So rather than being overwhelmed by the fact I'm feeling off-center, I now go back to the feeling of, okay, well, I felt good five minutes ago. What piece of new information has happened? to make me feel off. Uh, and then I kind of try and address it. But I also do the, the practical things like I get enough sleep, you know, I I make sure I eat well, I drink fluids, I exercise every day. And it's not like I'm not killing myself in the gym. It could just be going for a walk, you know, or it could be doing one, like sometimes when I feel exhausted, um, like when I'm feeling, like when I get a bit depressed and I, and I catch myself in it, I'm really tired. you told me this like it's you know every thought has a reaction and when i have a negative thought um it it takes energy away from me and sometimes i just can't be asked but i'll do one press up or i'll look out or turn my phone off and just look at nature i'll do one thing tiny little thing and it kind of triggers me back into the other direction
0: you know, one thing that men often have is, I mean, not only men, but uh, men, I think are more prone to that, to categorizing good and bad, black and white, you know, so you feel good, you feel confident, or you feel bad, and no one wants to feel bad. And, and what you're doing, what you're describing is really not saying this is bad, I don't want to feel it. it's like, oh, I feel bad, I want to listen to it. What is it really about? What? Is there anything I can address is it my inner navigator who tells me I need to go somewhere so you're actually using your feelings now versus feeling your feelings abuse you
1: Uh, well before it was like feelings were my enemy right and uh, my feelings were making me feel bad and you know but now a hundred percent a hundred percent now if I feel like if I you know there's a girl I wanted to date and she was really nice but I felt really insecure around her And before, I would think about what have I got to do to to make her think I'm cool or or whatever. But now I think, hang on a second. Why am I feeling insecure? I'm a good person. So now I think about I feel insecure. And and often it's like, well, actually, I don't think this is the right person for me. Because if it was the right person, I wouldn't feel insecure. Mm. It would would flow. It'd be much, much better. It'd be someone I can be myself with. So that feeling is information it's all information like this is you know so now it's like I'm if I see someone I'm attracted to but I feel like I'm not good enough then that's information for me and I'm like okay hang on a second timeout. you know I, I I don't want to spend my life in a situation where I feel insecure or I'm not good enough
0: but that doesn't mean you don't challenge yourself because you certainly are working on a project that's hugely challenging and that's really you know something that you have to face the potential of it's not going to work out but you still do it so it's not well, just whenever you feel bad or whenever you feel insecure you're just walking away
1: I mean I, I would say that the the fact I listen to my feelings has propelled me before I was stuck in a, in a loop of this project that I'm working on which is a huge project is too big I'm not good enough I'm not qualified enough you know but now I'm working through those feelings and emotions that were kind of roadblocks, if you like. Um, now I'm like, ah, oh, okay, I get it. So now I, I I mean, now what I'm, I'm on the verge of, I mean, I'm working with NASA and uh, the United Nations and Friends of the Earth and Fair Trade and all these environmental scientists that I hadn't met before, I hadn't even met before. And now because I am understanding that, I have a lot more freedom and I'm a lot more capable. And I don't let my feelings push me down. Excuse me. I'm much more, I have much more energy and drive to go, f- go for these things. And I'm a regular person. that there's, there's nothing particularly different about me to anybody else. But now I'm, I'm I'm on the I'm on the verge of something that is life and career defining for me. Mm. Um, so yeah. It, these things have not slowed me down at all. If anything, they've they've accelerated me for sure 100%. Do yeah.
0: you feel that you had to be more disciplined to get where you are? You know, there is this comfort zone of <laughs> Oh, instant gratification, things make me feel good, I am just gonna stay in that, which can also then really make you just drown out or distract yourself from your emotions. And and not really take care of yourself so what do you think how important discipline and self-reliance are
1: the, the, the discipline is is uh, um, i mean the discipline is everything it's the, the the repetition the constant repetition the discipline the i mean i you know i stopped drinking i like a drink i'm not an alcoholic or anything but i like a drink but i stopped drinking five weeks ago because it was gaining in the way of my productivity But now I have a routine that I built for myself. And, um, and I was a bit, I was a bit embarrassed about talking about it to my friends before, because they're all cool people that, you know, go out and party and have fun, but I want to be in bed before 10 and I wake up at between five and six and I, I, before I turn my phone on, I meditate for 25 minutes every morning, every morning, I do not miss a morning. Um, and that sets my mind frame, my head space that sets me up for the rest of my day before I turn my phone on. So that's my the foundation of the rest of my day. And so that discipline has proliferated through the rest of my my life. So now I'm um, now when I feel an emotion or feel a bit off, I have a discipline now to parent myself. Um, and not have to pick the phone up to you and say, oh my God, I'm freaking out. You know, it's <laughs> I, I've got the discipline to be able to do that myself. Um, but what's, what was interesting was that where I was a little bit embarrassed before to talk about how I feel and to say to my friends, I'm not going out, I'm gonna, imagine, you know, I'm not drinking at the moment or, um, or I wanna be in bed by 10. Uh, I thought the feedback I was gonna get from people, and I did a couple of people, which was going to be like, oh, you're big, you know, big wussy or, you know, oh come have a drink. You're so boring. I've got that a lot. You're boring. But then the funny thing started to happen is that a couple of my friends were like, that is really cool. Like, I wish I had the discipline to do that. And um, people even said, you look younger. <laughs> I think it's because I'm not drinking and I've got so much more energy because I'm, you know, so discipline, I think is, and, it, it, and i, I got to admit, it took a bit of work in the beginning. And I remember one day, and maybe you want to edit this out, but I remember one day you said to me, you said something like, you got to get off your ass, <laughs> you know? And I was wallowing in self-pity, and I felt really sad, and I felt really depressed. And you gave me a, a little bit of a tough talk, and I was a bit upset with you at first, and and then I kind of thought about, it. it's like, okay, I need to just do the little thing, you know, and talk to myself, parent myself, love myself, give myself a bit of compassion. Because if if I'm not going to do it, no one else is going to do it.
0: And I think that's the key. That's the key that you really have so much embraced now, which is really that you are dependent on yourself. We are all dependent on ourselves. and And we cannot just go into this... Oh, I'm gonna to promise to meditate every day, and then I don't do it. Or I'm gonna promise when I feel bad to do, you know, inner work, and then I don't do it. This letting down of ourselves, this self-abandonment, yeah. that is the worst we can do when it comes to healing our anxiety or our depression.
1: Well, I, th- I, think, um, I think I think I I think I always thought that it was you could read a book and you'd be fixed, or you can go to a seminar and you'd be fixed or you can do therapy for one session and you're fixed but that isn't the case i wasn't broken to start with and that's what i didn't understand that there's so much pressure on men to be a certain way that it goes against who we really are so i think that i realized i wasn't broken i was just living this way that was you know society's built up that we're supposed to live a certain way for for and it's just not it's just not healthy but you know i I think I started to um, just be kinder to myself. And I think it was a lifestyle change. You know? And once I accepted that I needed to change my lifestyle and actually edit out some friends, you know, there are people that would just keep pulling me off. This, or I would allow them to pull me off this path. And now you know, I, I, they say that you know, you're the average of the five people you, you hang around with. And I think about that. I've got a friend of mine that drinks, smokes, and does drugs. I don't want to be around that.
0: Mm-hmm. I've got yeah. a friend of
1: mine that, you know, that's striving in business. That's what I want to be around. And yeah, I mean, yeah, you are who you hang around with, I think.
0: Now, when you look back, I mean, I just think your journey is so amazing because you basically left your apartment, left everything. We worked the first time from a hotel room and you were kind of really uprooted, aimless, yeah. yeah. no clue what to do, no job, nothing. Yeah. And and you just said, okay, you know what? I need help. And, yeah. uh, and a lot of people would say, oh my God, that's so uncomfortable. I need to just go and run for the basics. I need to quickly get an apartment, quickly get a job, quickly get a yeah. girlfriend. all the things that gonna make me feel better. And you actually did the opposite. You went for two months somewhere, you know, in South America, you were five months. months. I mean, basically, you just said, I just gonna go on this journey of finding myself, because that's really what I owe to myself. And would you say that? I mean, not everyone can do exactly the same way. But this getting out of these habits of making yourself feel good. It's just incredible.
1: I was, I mean, I was, I was just sick and tired of feeling the same way. And I, and I, and I, there's a point where I thought, you know, I don't want to spend the rest of my life like this. If this is what life is like, if this is it, then what's the point? You know, it's like life shouldn't be miserable. I you shouldn't have to feel depressed. You shouldn't have to feel insecure the whole time. And I did, I felt, I had such low self-esteem. I felt so insecure. Um, I had body issues and, you know, had all of that stuff. I just was sick and tired of it. And I think that, um, you know, it wasn't easy asking for help, but, you know, now I've done it. Like, I can't believe that I waited so long. I really can't believe it. I feel, you know, I was about to say I feel stupid that I um, that I didn't do it earlier, but now I just caught myself in my own head. <laughs> Good job. And think, Yeah, it's like, I'm not stupid. It's just that you know, you have to get to a point where you're ready, you know, and, yes. and I think, uh, I mean, yeah, I went to Guatemala in the pandemic because it was, it was actually cheaper to live in Guatemala because I didn't have any work. It was cheaper for me to go and live in Guatemala than it was to live in, you know, America or England. Um, but it did give me the space to, you know, there's one thing you said, you said you want me to, you want me to sit in my loneliness which was terrifying because I would normally feel feel my loneliness with a girlfriend or friends or, or having a drink or, or something or gorging on food or, you know, and, it, you know, it's, of course, not everyone can do that, but it's just, you know, taking time to, to actually love myself. And for the first time ever, you know, I, I fell in love with myself and I didn't even know you know, I didn't know that I didn't love myself, but now I love who I am. Am I perfect? <laughs> no way. I'm a deeply flawed human being. But you know, I'm a human that I now love myself, and I love myself enough to um, to to change my lifestyle and have discipline. And now I think, like you go to the gym and you get a trainer to help you work out, and you have a dietitian to help you, you know, with your diet. And you go to school to learn something. But it's almost like we, we're embarrassed to, to, to ask for help for, for our brain. You know, and this is the most least understood thing that we have. We know more mm-hmm. about space than we do about our own brains. And so I think I feel like a, I feel like a man for the fact that I stood up in my moment of weakness and said,
0: I need help. And self-love is what you gained. I mean, it's not just the absence of, you know, the ninety percent of anxiety that you experience throughout a, you know, a time frame, but more like you feeling self-acceptance, self-love. And the beauty about it is you didn't yeah. even have to have anything externally happen to feel those feelings. We don't have to change dramatically externally or have accomplishments or whatever in order to feel those things.
1: And that's, isn't that so shockingly wonderful that, you know, I was, you know, I was running across a desert, I was climbing mountains, I was putting myself in danger, I was riding motorbikes across America, and, you know, took a motorbike test the two weeks before and almost died, because I was trying to do all these external things to get someone to tell me that I'm okay, that I'm enough. When all the time, you know, I was my own answer. And and now I've got to a point where I will now defend the work I've done now. I I will defend this now. So when, when people come along that, you know, the other day or somewhere and, um, you know, I met a girl and and I thought she was really nice, but I was like, hang on a second. This girl is like a party animal. And I'm like, no, 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 this, this is not the person I want to be with. You know, um, you know, and I, I was, had a, a, a meeting with this top uh, scientist at NASA. And I was, and I, at the beginning, I felt like an old pattern pop up where I felt very small. I felt very, sh- I felt stupid. Because this is like a NASA scientist. And, and I thought, oh, my God. And, you know, got, what have I possibly got to talk to you about with this guy? And, and I was like, hold on a second. I'm like, this guy has no expectations of me whatsoever. He's the expert. So I just asked the stupid questions. And the guy said to me at the end, he's like, you know, I sort of really appreciated that you just were just really honest about what you didn't know. It was, it was actually a really nice conversation because you weren't trying to be something you were. And I was like, Well, I felt kind of <laughs> you know, I felt really good
0: about that. Uh, it, actually, yourself.
1: It, actually, it actually made him feel good. It made him feel better because I wasn't trying to have like a pissing contest. Right. With right. like, you know.
0: Yeah. Hey, James, unfortunately, we don't have a lot of time left, but I want you just to think about the one thing that you would recommend anyone who is listening, especially a man who is struggling to do, or what would you say you you want to leave them with?
1: I would say um, you are not alone. Um, There's a lot of men like you that feel the way you're feeling right now. Do not wait any longer. Don't You do not have to suffer. You don't, you really, really don't. I've been there. I've been to the darkest of dark places. You're not alone. You don't have to do that on your own. Ask for help and do it now, today.
0: Thank you. Amen to that. I mean, I certainly find you are a shining example of what's possible thanks to you Mm. (laughs) well i only could do it because i overcame my own anxiety so i know that anxiety can be something that is a not only a great teacher but a great catalyst for growth and you are just a, a person that i think is yeah and you will more and more show how anxiety got you onto this track of unbelievable things that are happening for you so i'm very happy that this is where you are and i'm looking forward to see where it goes and i'm so grateful for you spending the time today with us
1: thank you and, and thank you for helping me and for guiding me i appreciate it very much
0: thank you <laughs>